Majesty is better acquainted with her history than I am. The king again reflected, and glancing at the comte's anxious countenance, said, This young lady does not seem to me to be very pretty, comte. I am not quite sure, replied Athos. I have seen her, but she did not strike me as being so. She seems to be a good and modest girl, but has little beauty, sire. Beautiful fair hair, however? I think so. And her blue eyes are tolerably good. Yes, sire. With regard to beauty, then, the match is but an ordinary one. Now, for the money side of the question. Fifteen to twenty thousand francs dowry at the very outside, sire. The lovers are disinterested enough. For myself, I care little for money. For superfluity, you mean? But a needful amount is of importance. With fifteen thousand francs, without landed property, a woman cannot live at court. We will make up the deficiency. I will do it for de Bragelonne. The king again remarked the coldness with which Athos received his remark. "'Let us pass from the question of money to that of rank,' said Louis Fourteenth. "'The daughter of the Marquis de la Valliere, that is well enough. But there is that excellent Saint-Rémy, who somewhat damages the credit of the family, and you can't are rather particular, I believe, about your own family.' "'Sir, I no longer hold to anything but my devotion to your Majesty.' The king again paused. "'A moment, Comte. You have surprised me in no little degree from the beginning of your conversation. You came to ask me to authorize a marriage, and you seem greatly disturbed in having to make the request. Nay, pardon me, Comte, but I am rarely deceived, young as I am. For while with some persons I place my friendship at the disposal of my understanding, with others I call my distrust to my aid, by which my discernment is increased. I repeat that you do not prefer your request as though you wished its success. Well, sir— "'That is true. I do not understand you, then. Refuse.' "'Nay, sir, I love de Bragelonne with my whole heart. He is smitten with Mademoiselle de la Valliere. He weaves dreams of bliss for the future. I am not one who is willing to destroy the illusions of youth. This marriage is objectionable to me, but I implore your Majesty to consent to it forthwith, and thus make Raoul happy.' "'Tell me, Comte, is she in love with him?' If your Majesty requires me to speak candidly, I do not believe in Mademoiselle de la Valliere's affection. The delight at being at court, the honour of being in the service of Madame, counteract in her head whatever affection she may happen to have in her heart. It is a marriage similar to many others which already exist at court. But de Bragelonne wishes it, and let it be so. And yet you do not resemble those easy-tempered fathers who make slaves of themselves for their children, said the King. I am determined enough against the viciously disposed, but not so against men of upright character. Raoul is suffering and is in great distress of mind. His disposition, naturally light and cheerful, has become gloomy and melancholy. I do not wish to deprive your majesty of the services he may be able to render. I understand you, said the king, and what is more, I understand your heart too, comte. There is no occasion, therefore, replied the comte, to tell your majesty that my object is to make these children, or rather Raoul, happy. And I, too, as much as yourself, comte, wish to secure Monsieur de Bragelonne's happiness. I only await your majesty's signature. Raoul will have the honour of presenting himself before your majesty to receive your consent. You are mistaken, comte, said the king firmly. I have just said that I desire to secure Monsieur de Bragelonne's happiness, and from the present moment, therefore, I oppose his marriage.' "'But, sire!' exclaimed Athos. "'Your Majesty has promised.' 
Not so, Comte. I did not promise you, for it is opposed to my own views. I appreciate all your Majesty's considerate and generous intentions in my behalf, but I take the liberty of recalling to you that I undertook to approach your Majesty as an ambassador. An ambassador, Comte, frequently asks, but does not always obtain what he asks. But, sire, it will be such a blow for de Bragelon. My hand shall deal the blow. I will speak to the Vicomte. Love, sire, is overwhelming in its might. Love can be resisted, Comte. I can assure you of that. When one has the soul of a king, your own, for instance, sire. Do not make yourself uneasy on the subject. I have certain views for de Bragelon. I do not say that he shall not marry Mademoiselle de la Valliere, but I do not wish him to marry so young. I do not wish him to marry her until she has acquired a fortune, and he, on his side, no less deserves my favour, such as I wish to confer upon him.